G'day everyone, it's Max from 78 Amps and I'm sitting on the phone with uh, both Nicks from Johnny Hunter, the Sydney four-piece. How's it going, guys? Hello. Good, Good man. Thank Good. you. I'm glad that it's two Nicks, otherwise I'm gonna get, I'd get really confused. By yeah, yeah. You, might, you might get two answers up. at the same time, but yeah, yeah. we'll see how we go. Which, which Nick is which? <laughs> You never know. <laughs> it's a nick off at this it's point. A, it's a mystery of yeah, it all. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, one of the questions that we like to sort of start with, um, with with any artist really, is what's been spinning on your guys' uh, playlists lately. Um, I'll kick it <laughs> off. You, you know, you go first, uh, yeah. Um, I've always got um, Nick Cave on repeat. Um, another Nick to add into the mix. Um, Triple Nicks. <laughs> yep. Triple Nicks, Triple Nicks. We've actually got five Nicks in our group of friends, so so that's like just going to another plane straight away. Yeah, but um, really... was there like a famous Nick at the time? Was it like you all named after? I don't know. Nick I, Cave, think it's, like... I think I think it's just like to do with our parents' lack of creativity. I'm gonna say, but I, I, I do think it was the same year that Murder Ballads came out, so it could be um, really? we, we were born like '94, '95. So I think that, you know that's also when Nick Cage was kicking off too. Yeah, oh, I fully, think, fully. I, I okay. I, I think yeah, I would have yeah, been. Yeah. I think I would have been named after Nick Cage rather than Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Which one's yes. a cooler person we named after? To be honest, though, is it? Um, yeah, like, Nick oh, Cage. For it sure, depends. Dude. Like Renaissance Nick Cage for sure. National Treasure Nick Cage. Face. Yeah, National Treasure. Face three, off Nick Cage. National Treasure 3D. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the hottest board. Nick Cage. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, looping back, Nick, Nick Cave's always um on the playlist, always at the top. Um, actually, lately I've been really getting into REM. Um, I remember Dad always used to spin REM all the time, uh, the greatest hits, and um, I always do go back to them occasionally. I'm going through that phase now. Um, Tom Waits as well, and I think to top it off, just the Church, good old classic Aussie band, can't go past it. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I've just had Reptile on repeat. Um, yeah, Milky cool. Way, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all that's going on with me. How about you, Nick? Oh, man. I've been listening to a lot of PJ Harvey. So, Stories mm-hmm. from the City, Stories from the Sea, which I've only recently discovered, to be honest with you. It's a bit embarrassing, but it's fucking it's a <laughs> album. Like, I'm so impressed with it. And uh, I've also been listening to... Uh, the new Garden album, Kiss My Super Bowl Ring, which is a loose, loose album. Like, they're just going in between, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's, like, postmodern like, bullshit. It's so good. I'm loving it. And then uh, Swans, White Light from the Mountain oh, yeah. Infinity. Yeah. Something that I Nice, think, good choice. Something that, yeah, something that I've been listening to. Um, and you you also um, put me on Orville Peck Pony. Yeah, Orville Peck as well. Listen- I've been listening to a lot of Orville Peck. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a dude. Like- he's like a dude version of like Lana Del Rey, but sings like Roy Orbison, I guess. Roy Orbison, velvety yeah. voice. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Does it have the same uh, like weird? like controversy that Lana Del Rey had right at the beginning when everyone was not like not yet man not yet why? is she famous why yeah, yeah. but no nah, all Bill mad he's got his he's got everything going for him he looks the part and he's just yeah, he looks killing it I actually saw a funny comment on YouTube and they're like Orville Peck and Lana Del Rey are singing about the same dude pretty funny <laughs> 
dear. <laughs> to be fair, that that new Lana Del Rey album is pretty is pretty solid. So I like, if you could find like some way to like lock them I haven't had together. the pleasure either, but we might have to yeah. both check it out after this now, just to compare. I, th- yeah, I feel like you should go like Star Wars nerd on it and like how to line up the songs of both artists, like you know c- chronologically. <laughs> Which one is canon? Which one isn't? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars nerds, I know I'm tangenting a little bit. Sorry, but has anyone seen the new Clone Wars season? No. Uh, it's no. Crazy. I'm a season behind. It's crazy. It's 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 out of this world. Sorry. Continue. This is, is it? That's the new one. That's like it was on park for like ten years, right? And they've yeah, it was like twelve years. Twelve years to like mate, and it's like the whole last season ties in with Revenge of the Sith. It's it's loose. Uh, and for uh, those of you who are listening, Star Wars is is cool as hell. So I I don't care, I don't care if I'm being judged right now. This shouldn't be judgment. If you're judging me right now, that's your fault. I'm not judging. Yeah. I yeah. I, I mean I'm a massive Star Wars nerd, so I, yeah, I'm, well, I'm into it. Yeah, sweet. yeah. I think that's we're great. all just we're all just holding out for the um you and McGregor Obi Wan uh, series on Disney yeah. Plus. That's going to come out in the next couple of years. That's going to be bonkers. Yeah. That'll be tight. Although, yeah, did you see no. that that like now apparently uh, Taika Waititi is getting amongst that action? No, nah, he's doing the uh, um, the New Republic or the Old Republic cuts, like the new uh, movie about like the old Jedi's, which will be hectic. I could get amongst that. Yeah, Th- that that has a combination of nice weirdness that yeah. Taika Waititi would be like well suited for. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. I like I liked how tangential we went there. Yeah, yeah sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm we, got, just... we got real deep. We got real deep. I just, I just tangent. I'm real sorry. <laughs> I don't apologize. I'm I'm yeah. so into it. Yeah, yeah, uh, so right. the new single from you guys, or the latest single, as uh, it came out sort of the start of April, is "Try As You May." Yes. Um, it's got these, you know, these very haunting sounding synths, but it's like quite an uplifting song. I think. How do you how, how have you found like the reception it's been to the track? Uh, the reception has been great. I mean, it's been sick. We uh, got the Triple J spot out and got feature artists and people have been really, really, really engaging with us over the song, which is lovely because we were originally kind of, I guess, not scared, but a little bit intimidated because we were releasing like punky tracks like 1995 and they were quite raucous and quite in your face. So when we released this, it's you know it's like a, it's like a poppy synthy kind of song, and so we were really kind of uh, not worried, but I guess we were a bit anxious about how it would be received. So to have it received as well as it was is like great. Yeah, Fantastic. great news. I mean, like you guys, since um, you know, in your earlier stuff like 1995, when it's that really sort of punkier sound now then it's gone through this kind of post-punk kind of you know uh adding in those little synthy elements and stuff like that is yeah. do you feel like are you actively following this progression of po- punk to post-punk like are we going to get reggae clash soon or something like that like <laughs> no, 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 no 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 reggae in that that's that's run its, that's run its course but, um, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but no we, we've always been writing that kind of music when we started Johnny Hunter so it's kind of been about like we've, we've written a lot of songs before we've recorded them and we've been playing them live for a while and so it's kind of about just introducing people to those kind of songs that we've had in our like pocket for a long time and so they all sound a bit different but they've all got a kind of post-punk new wave kind of influence on them yep 
Yeah. Do you, do you find like, I mean, I'd say that there's obvious influences on on your music. Do you find that there's a, an artist that you you guys sort of draw heavily on that most people would not pick as as an influence for, for you guys when you're writing? Uh, uh. Question at the moment, what I'm writing at the moment. Like, I mean, I guess it's kind of a little bit like obvious because of the '80s influence. But I've been like listening to a, a lot of Kate Bush at the moment. So lyrically, I've been trying to emulate kind of what she's been doing. So maybe maybe that's a little Easter egg. But, <laughs> We're getting uh, Wuthering Heights. Man, yeah, I've yeah, yeah, to, yeah. I've been listening to the whole Hounds of Love album. It's crazy. And I'm, to get back to that point, Lord is also a huge, a huge influence on like, uh, I guess, arrangements and kind of how she can deliver a message within her music and lyrics. And they both, like, I reckon Lord is like a modern day Kate Bush, if you will, kind of. Mm. Um, so they both kind of complement each other. So I guess those two would be maybe someone that people don't really pick. Um, in terms of, I guess, uh, you know, I'm on the basis, writing bass lines and, and, and songwriting from there, I think that a lot of the time I sort of listen for sounds from Spy vs. Spy, which were an Aussie band from the eighties and nineties, and um, I, I really not the mad cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, the not the mad cartoon, but that no, that no, was that was cartoon. also mad. That was also real cool. Um, Probably that Spy vs. Spy. Just his sort the the bass in, in the band there, just sort of you know really really snappy. It can be guttural sometimes. It can be fast paced and stuff. And so I've actually taken a lot of inspiration from that, and I sort of go for that. Um, old school Aussie sound in terms of the bass and that influences um, songwriting there for a couple of the tracks that we've ri- written as well as obviously the church and Midnight All but Spy vs Spy are actually they're probably the most unknown and uh, influenced for me I'd say Do you think I mean a lot of the ways that people are, like you know on our side in, in the music media would talk about you, Johnny Hunter as a band is, is sort of referencing those post-punk sounds the Aussie pub rock sounds do you guys find that is a fair assessment do you like do you especially considering the way that you know in the 80s and 90s bands came up through the pub scene and now it's a completely different landscape do you find that that's still a fair way to assess how you guys are making music and, and things like that or do you do you want to kind of change that that pitch uh, they definitely want to, sh- want to get away from that pub rock kind of label I guess but at the same time for us like I, I don't think it has changed that much for bands like I mean I know you can come up on like through the internet and through Spotify but I think like the like the, I don't know most bands that I know have come up through like the pub scene so I think most bands are kind of if like pub bands in a way because everyone has to start like playing those pubs like when they first start out Mm-hmm. Especially in Sydney, anyways, I don't know. Yeah, but it is some, it is a label that we're that I'd like to I'd like to shake at one point. <laughs> when you start doing those stadium gigs, you can you can definitely like re- repitch that. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> the uh, but like so, I mean, I'm glad you brought up like the Sydney scene. So, you guys. Um, obviously, throughout your, your music and and especially in your live performances, you know work alongside a lot of um inner west sydney icons like uh the lansdowne it's been some of your it's been featured in some of your music videos um you guys have played you know so many of those venues around there 
how do you guys feel that 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 community sort of like sits as an influence within your music, especially when, um, you know, there's a lot of people around the country that love you that might not really know Sydney's inner west that much. Uh, sorry. Are you talking about like venues in general, or like like influencing like just, just, I think just the whole local, just the whole local scene, right? Yeah, yeah like it. I mean, yeah, it, it, the inner west certainly has that uh, that musical heritage to it, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. I know we all kind of just and, ba- uh, we, we all bounce off each other, um, like all the all the bands and everyone's like super supportive. Is that kind of like the yeah. right root of the question? Yeah, sorry, I've probably not phrased the question particularly well. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm on it in terms of like, um, you know, uh, okay, well, let's go with the visually. So like, you know, the Lansdowne is featuring a lot of your, uh, one of your music videos and it's ha- it's kind of, from people that know the Lansdowne, it's it's a really iconic venue within the inner west for um, young and, and sort of up and coming bands and stuff like that. Yeah. How mm-hmm. do you think that translates to like a broader audience outside of Sydney? I think it sort of just shows people outside that there is like a scene in Sydney, you know, Sydney's had the reputation the past few years of, you know, being closed down, there's no fun. But then um, when you have something iconic, like the Lansdowne unisex toilets that are in the ashamed film clip, people can sort of identify with that, especially within Sydney. And I guess for people viewing outside of Sydney, people can sort of see it and be like, Oh, well, hang on, you know, there's, there could be a bit more of a story to this. Um, and then we also did it on the Lansdowne stage in the cult classic film clip. So we've been at the, we filmed two film clips at the Landy actually. Um, God bless them. Yeah, Love them. It, it, um, to be honest, it's, it's quite a convenient venue and it looks great. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does, it does look great. Yeah. The Lansdowne is a fucking awesome venue. But um, you know, yeah. it's, it's all, it all comes back to the community aspect of it as well. Um, in January, uh, the Lansdowne put on the Mary's Loves Bush uh, gig, which was like something like, somewhere between 30 and 40 bands played between upstairs and downstairs. And like we played with, um, you know, Georgia June was there, Shady Nasty, um, and God, like a bunch of people from the Sydney scene were there. Everyone just came out, played the gig. A lot of money was raised for the bushfires. And it was just like, it was almost like it was just, you know, another, another show at the Lansdowne because everyone from the scene was there. Everyone was just getting around it. And it was all to do with that community (coughs) feeling, the community vibe. Do you think, I mean, obviously when the lockout laws uh, in Sydney came in and a lot of people that were going, you know, basically to get pissed in the city moved out to a lot of those inner west venues, especially around Newtown and stuff like that. Do you think now that the, the lockout laws have lifted that it'll it'll change the way that the scene nah. sort of feels? No way. The scene, the scene of the city is dead. Like, it's Born. completely dead. Like, like, you go to the city, it's just like, I don't know, like, it's just venues that you don't really want to be want to be around like it's just a yeah. bad world, world bar world bar was the last one holding that flag and then they went down and so there's sort of nowhere around there anymore for that i know king's cross hotel is sort of um trying to hold the torch and keep it going in that area but the lockouts have just completely bled king's cross dry and don't drink it <laughs> <laughs> bit, of back, bit, bit of background noise yeah sorry <laughs> I'm so glad that this interview is featuring um, Broadway. That's Broadway yeah, I'm, so happy that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally in, I'm in, I'm in the heart of darkness. Yeah, Mervac so shopping centers. It's, it's the biggest. It's, the, it's literally the busiest place in Sydney. If you, if you, if you is it still out, as you guys packed? Want to get coronavirus? 
Yeah, packed at more <laughs> Come to Broadway. Everything's, everything's <laughs> open in there and everything's closed outside. So everyone just flocks to Broadway to the point where, like, oh. you know, if you, if, if you guys were down to get coronavirus, I'm sure, I'm sure Broadway can make it happen. I'll give a shout out. A good B ba- a good B and E role is um Toby's across the road. Um Toby's. on City Road. Mm. Oh that's Toby's right. estate just up from the land oh, city. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Good B and E. It is good. They do a good egg benedict there as well. Yeah, that's true actually. <laughs> that's like near where my old office used to be. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just just to be controversial, I don't like egg. You do no, like thank egg. You. I cooked you egg. You cooked mm. you yeah, egg, you like cooked me egg, but like just egg, like on its own. No, thank you. Mixed in with other stuff, <laughs> I can sort of take it, but just egg on its own. No, thank you. Psycho. That really felt like the time when, it, like, it feels like a time when someone's like, "I cooked you egg," and the other one's like, "Yeah, about that." <laughs> yeah, just, about that. No, no, no. Like, it's 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 hands down a known fact that Huddy is the best cook in the band. Like, there's no competition. Thanks, thanks, man. Yeah, I went I went over to um, this place a few months ago and um, he cooked me up this tomahawk steak and it was unreal. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. No worries, man. Just, <laughs> well, just so everyone. Do we get a know. Johnny Hunter cookbook soon? Well, you know, maybe. <laughs> that might not be a bad idea, actually. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I feel mm-hmm. give, give us the Johnny Hunter like cooking vibe, and then like I think you'd, you'd have to have your at home for classics, and then your, your you know back of the tour van. Uh, uh yeah, quick snacks. <laughs> Chicken, chicken crimpy, chicken, chicken crimpy shapes with brie and camembert. Yeah. Oh, that's high class. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't mess with the bullshit, man. We just go straight for the high caliber stuff. <laughs> Dan, that is the Sydney scene. Oh man, way to go, friends. So I suppose, um, like. Another thing that's kind of like quite interesting about Johnny Hunter is you have this like weird odd couple friendship with uh, the Triple One crew. <laughs> How do you guys feel? Like, is it, do you feel like you're the same, different, like, you know, two sides of the same coin, or do you just, is it just a oh, great man. pairing between two? Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're the honest, same side we... of a real dirty old coin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all went to school together, and like Throne yeah. said, dirty, dirty fucking coin. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds that sounds like a, a yeah. good way to like the good metaphor for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've we've been we've like Triple One actually started like doing their thing. I think there's a band called Aquaman of the Fish, Aqua uh, Fishman hey, of the Fisherman Aquadome. of the Aquadome. And um, that was a long time ago. Yeah, and we we were all like going to gigs, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, I've always wanted to start a band. I was like, oh, if they can do it, surely I can give it a crack. And then I started doing it. And then well, we started doing it, and I met Sarone or Nick, like at a party through the Triple One guys. And then it was actually one of the Triple One guys. It's twenty first. It was Obi's twenty yeah. um, first. Yeah, and um, <laughs> we had like this like Boston accents were like funny back then, and we had this huge Boston <laughs> accent off in front of this yeah, whole back party. In the day. And the party was like they all turned and they all thought we were getting into a massive fight. And it turns out me and Sarone were just riffing. On Boston accents, and no one knew who we were, and it was <laughs> hilarious. And we didn't know who we were either. So yeah, yeah. took a while. It did take a long and time for us to meet. Once we met, I was, we were just like, "Oh, do you want to join the band?" 
just happened. Bazinga. Yeah. The, <laughs> the triple Bazinga one moment. The triple one guys have been around for a long time and inspired mm. us to kind of make music. So yeah. we've they're, nice. they're absolutely killing it. Every, yeah. Like, everything they're doing. Absolutely go. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's, it's, Can it's, we it's, see a collab coming up at any point? There's, there's been talks, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just. <laughs> the world's not ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a, that'd be a, a tight crossover though. But we do um we do do quite a, a lot of writing together. Like every now and then, like Bill and I will get into a studio and do a song, like on late nights. And then I did a back in the day, I did like a few songs with Bill Bill as well, the pro- producer of Triple One. Um, so that kind of collaboration crossover has happened in the past. Um, but yeah, not in the Johnny Hunter sense. <laughs> Give it time. Give it time. Yeah. Now, one of the things that, uh, like, since, since coronavirus has, like, locked everything down, we've, we've chatted with bands who have gone into to full-scale writing mode. We've talked to bands who have decided, you know, this is a good chance for us to just, like, foot off the pedal for a bit and just, like, relax and, 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 and chill out. How have you guys been handling... Um, like being basically in lockdown um we've been we've been writing quite a bit i feel mm. not as much yeah. as we could but we've been writing some some strong ideas so that when we're ready we can demo them for sure mm. yeah it's been, i guess yeah it's i guess been... i guess the one the one benefit to come out of this um is that you know you, we're sort of finally getting more of the time that we said we wish we had to you know, flesh out some ideas and things like that. So it's it's good in a sense, I guess, to be able to have that time and to be able to work on these these concepts and ideas and, and bring them a bit more to life. Totally. Yeah. Do you think that uh, when when we get back to, you know, playing live and, and going to see gigs and stuff like that, do you think it'll be the, the smaller venues that get the benefit or, or do you, you know, given that massive gatherings won't happen or, or do you feel like a lot of the smaller venues will maybe pass on live music for the while no 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 they're gonna be uh, i work at a pub they're really trying to hone in on the um the whole live music thing once it comes back the only problem is that there might be caps on venues when when Mm. this is all over so there could only be 20 people allowed in a pub so selling tickets could be expensive i don't know (laughs) but uh yeah there's only uh there's only like 20 or 30 people allowed in the pub once this is all over mm. i don't know how long that is for i also don't know if that's completely true but that's what i've heard on the grapevine um but i think that they're going to benefit heaps more because like there's no international acts coming you know so yeah. domestic it's gonna artists, be local fest yeah yeah and if and if the, <laughs> and, and if the festivals do hold up somehow i don't know how they will but if they do then it's going to be quite dominated by Aussie domestic artists, which is a really cool thing for like upcoming artists, like every like guys in Sydney, everyone like us as well. It's a I see like I see it more as like an opportunity, really. This whole thing for smaller guys like local bars and local musicians. Well, I mean, we had uh, Falls come out yesterday and say that uh, they're going to have a, they're going to continue this. Well, they aim to continue this year with an all Aussie lineup. So I mean that bodes well for for local acts, right? Definitely, Definitely does. Yeah. 
it, it's certainly a chance to get on the big stage when uh, you know you might usually be calling in some um, some some international talent. Totally, and I think that's so good for Aussie artists to have that. I don't know experience in doing the, like the big stages and being the headline acts, and it's almost like a it's almost going to be like a home bake, you know. Mm. Yeah, bring back home back. <laughs> yeah, well, it's basically it's basically happening now, I guess. Unless they hit every this, festival. This is the time to do it. Lineup. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the time. Bring it back. What? Uh, so what? I mean, it's, uh, I suppose coronavirus is in the immediate future. But what's uh, what's next for Johnny Hunter in 2020 following uh, following the uh, the end of lockdown? Uh, we are going to go on tour. Hopefully, if that still holds up. Who knows? In winter, like winter is coming, <laughs> and everyone can get <laughs> every, everyone can get sick again. But if everything holds up, we'll be going on tour in October. Um, the EP is in June, which is very very close. Uh, so yeah, that's going to come out. We'll go on tour, and then we're looking to record an album and have that out by twenty twenty one. So, hell yeah! Keep those ears and eyes peeled. Sounds like Johnny Hunter's having a massive year, even if even if the rest of us are are locked in. Yeah, totally. You know what? You guys locked in. You'll have to listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get get away from it. Are you going to U two songs of innocence us and just put it on our phones, whether we ask for it or not? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. I think I think I think think coronavirus has done that for us. Itself. <laughs> I certainly think that uh, with 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 the, with the after the last single, a lot of people will be uh, hitting that download button on the streams. Hopefully, that's for sure. Mm, yeah. Let's hope so. <laughs> Perfect, guys. Well, uh, it has been an absolute pleasure, and thank you for taking time to uh, have a chat. Yeah, no, thank you. It's been great. Thanks very much, Max. <laughs> Even though it says Sam. <laughs> Even though it says Sam on the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a great afternoon. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Thanks, mate. See you later.